thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Brandon Stevens and Chris Pastrana, entrepreneur, yeah. American entrepreneur off the wall. Um, pretty much last podcast of the year. Super excited going into 2023. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to get this one out so we could talk, you know, this year, what's going on next year, kind of some plans and go from there. Yeah, yeah. Plan, goal setting. That's all I've been doing all week long is set, is uh, focused on goal setting and figuring out what 2023 looks like, mapping it out before we even get into it. Yeah. I realize, I think this is, it's not that I've never goal set before. I typically do, but it's typically been like one big overarching goal and then just go towards it. Mm -hmm. This is the first year that I've sat down and like, all right, these are the targets I want to hit. This is what's and just like breaking it down and yeah. breaking it down and breaking it down and Oh my man, <laughs> it just drove, it's driving me nuts, but you know, it's good because it gives you like a blueprint. But I mean, if you, I'll, I'll, I'm looking at this and I'm going, all right, if we miss it, if I miss one thing in this blueprint, I'm going to throw the whole year off. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you just keep hitting goals. And even if you're throwing yeah. off, you're still making better, you know, better progress than, I mean, it's, you're, we're doing more that it's it's different than new year's resolutions i've already talked to a few people on new year's resolutions and i'm like uh you're i'll give you 20 days <laughs> yeah so let's go into it uh how was 2022 and uh what are you doing for next year crazy 2022 is crazy absolute crazy in every freaking way possible <laughs> i mean not like not like we're having a worldwide pandemic virus again crazy but yeah um it's just a lot happened that I wasn't expecting and it just threw off good. A lot of good things happen and a lot of unexpected things happen that balanced out in the end, but also completely threw each other off. So it yeah, was yeah. like, just I, there were spots in 2022 where it's almost like you had to completely pivot the direction of the year was going in the first place. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot I was into in 2022 that, I'm not bringing into 2023. I think yeah. 2022 was a very enlightening year to figure out my personality and what I like and what I don't like and mm -hmm. what I want to be involved with and who I want to be involved with and where I want to move forward with things and where I don't. And it was a, I would call 2022 the, as a recap, a year of self-discovery. Okay. That would be my opinion of it because it was a lot less stressful than 2020, but it was, for whatever reason, it threw out surprise after surprise that I learned how to pivot and deal with. Yeah. That makes sense. What about you? What's your recap? So, so this year was on a personal level, terrible, right? Mm -hmm. oh, you tell you, I was just getting your message from earlier. <clears throat> so on a personal level, it's terrible, right? <laughs> That's a good uh, start. <laughs> yeah. So everything kind of fell apart in the beginning of the year for me. And uh, so I purposely didn't expand much of anything this year. Um, the businesses stayed exactly where they are. They did nothing, right? Um, I actually took a step back and, as you know, started window cleaning. So mm -hmm. it was more of a took a step back, recovered a bunch of finances, <laughs> um, worked on myself more. So, you know, I'm down 100 pounds. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, I've done a lot of work. I'm doing jujitsu now. Um, so just more, right? So I got myself kind of back on track. Mm -hmm. And now we're moving stack forward. Stack up small wins, create momentum. 
yep. and yep. yep and then now i'm pushing forward uh, again right so yeah yeah i mean that's not to interrupt you but yeah, yeah. i agree with it the, the momentum is a big big part of it because you're you're always in momentum but it's the direction you're going in that becomes the problem or not yeah. because if you're not doing anything if you're falling down to a slope right mm-hmm. you have momentum it's just going the wrong way it's not yeah. you're either so what people think like people get so mixed up with the fact that they want to start they think it's enough to just stop falling or like you like your shirt says don't suck yeah. right they think it's enough just to not suck it's not really the case. You have to also go in the other direction and build momentum in the other direction. Yeah. So it's not enough just to cut out the bad. You actually have to build momentum going towards the good to get away from the bad so you don't keep falling down, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I did a lot of that this year. So yeah. got stable on all of the other fronts, you know, finances, um, personal, and kind of started moving forward. And now rolling into you know quarter three oh sorry quarter four and then quarter one of next year you know we're starting to gain momentum in the other direction which is what i wanted so yeah i know exactly it's uh this year it's been i've had i've had like (laughs) i've had partnerships i've been in and out of i've dealt with situations i've been in and out of i've uh made some very bold and audacious plays towards deals that didn't yeah. set me back financially, but sent me back time-wise when yeah. just didn't work out correctly. And mm-hmm. it lost months out of the year. So I learned how to, how to play the game a little bit better than, yeah. so, I mean, I'm not, when it, it's not lose If you lose time, you lose money, but it wasn't a financial loss. It was just a time loss when you get, when you get something all the way to the end and then something just crazy happens and it taps. So yeah. I've learned how to navigate that, which was a huge thing for me because it felt like every time something like that happened, it would set me back. And then when you're, nobody likes being set back, especially months on end. So I learned how to do that. learned how to vet partnerships more. Um, I kind of even like at investing wise, I learned what asset classes I wanted to be in. And it kind of, mm-hmm. there's this thing I've been talking about, which is your investment personality which is everyone I think is a little bit, everyone has a different personality. So mm-hmm. I also think based on your personality also determines not just your, obviously your risk profile, but the type of asset class and things you want to actually invest in. Yeah. So I've been kind of like figuring out what my investment personality is and building my investment thesis. And that was a lot, more to me that that came upon towards the end of this year and people talk about like their investment thesis and theory and this is how they do things but it's not really a thesis it's not like their life's understanding of why they invest in things it's just oh this is how i run in business this is how i make decisions there's a big difference between how you make decisions of what you invest in as a business and your investment thesis as a person right and so for me it's like i've been discovering like what do I, what am I researching every single day? What am I looking at? What am I obsessed with? What do I like? What do I, can I sit here for hours and just track on the internet and go into like the weirdest niches corners of the internet on and thoroughly enjoy researching it? Like, I, I'm going to tell you one, it's like, it's like finding the kid in school who enjoyed math 
Yeah. And you're like, you're crazy. But that kid's like, I love numbers. Right. Like that's so I'm finding what that is for me. And that's been a very important part of this year because I find the more I go into that, the better I do and deals that are around that area of my life. Yeah. That's been a big one for me. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for next year with all the momentum we're gaining this year. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be good. I also found my passion for consulting. Now I'm not going to lie. That took me seven years. <laughs> okay. Right? I think I vaguely, I vaguely remember you having some harsh words for consultants in the past. So I'm well, no, it's that because I've out. been there. Right. So, well, yeah, yeah. It, I, I had, I had harsh words for coaches. I'm not saying I'm a coach. Okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to get your life in order. That's not my job. My job is to, as a consultant and building a consulting organization in a specific way, my job is to show you how to go from A to B on one very specific thing, not to yeah, be yeah. a life coach. So, I mean, it's like, I, it's some people may think they're the same, but I, I differ. I coaches to me are the internet's gurus who try to put you together to get your life in order and teach you out of a better life, but it kind of just drives me nuts because it's like, you don't know me more than me. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's some good ones that can help you, but they're more like, the, I, I think the best coaches are like therapists, yeah. not therapists in general, but like they have that intersection, right? Like uh, Gail, I really loved yeah. my sessions with her mm-hmm. um, because she, it was not what, you would expect typical coaching to be Um, consultants. You hire a consultant to solve a problem. Okay. That's that's my definition of it. Like, like coaches deal with your life. Consultants solve a niche specific problem. So I'll give an example. When I was uh, uh, my very first business was a marketing agency. Um, I started that business off the back of uh, working at a, ho- a home improvement company and building their marketing department and then help like that company scale through marketing and all that. But before I called myself an agency, when I left them and they became my first client, all I was doing was consulting with different organizations, showing them a specific method of how to implement marketing in their business, the system I built for Jero, and then how to implement that same system in their businesses. I was just showing them how to do it. That's a consultant. So yeah. over the years, I mean, I did, so I just did marketing consulting. I've done systems, uh, systems consulting, systems processes. When you and I met, we had gone to the point where I was understanding business finance and funding. And so I was working on that as a consultant, but none of it ever felt right. Like none of it was like passionate. You know what I yeah. mean? None of it was like, oh, it was always like that dancing bear and dancing monkey, monkey play where I'm like, okay, I'm helping with this, but I can't do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. And then when I helped Ray, um, well, when we started Project 3D, and we were going through that, trying to figure out the world of nonprofits. I love that. I absolutely love it's something about maybe I'm altruistic. Could be. Maybe that's like something that drives me. But I was obsessed with that. Right. Like that that nailed something for me. And when when we didn't know exactly how to start that, that irked me. And that's why Ray and I got together and I helped him go 1000% pedal to the metal with ESG and launch ESG as a nonprofit, which has just exploded every area of his life. And since we've got charity status and fundraising and opportunities and everything that's come into his life because of it, it's just absolutely gone through the, and I felt passionate about that, right? Helping him do that. It like blew it up for me. And then, I found that I was just researching 
dark niches of the internet, finding how to use nonprofits as asset protection plays and wealth, um, wealth building plays and strategies mm -hmm. and all that and going through that. And uh, I accidentally kind of became a nonprofit expert over time because now we can whip them up like a McDonald's drive through right? <laughs> we, just, we just know how to do it. But I know so much about it that somebody could sit down and ask me questions for hours and I'd keep talking and I wouldn't know where the time went. So it was one of those things where I was like, screw it. This is, this is where my world of consulting comes to play. I'm yeah, going to yeah. help capitalists because I believe that capital capitalists are the best philanthropists. I'm mm -hmm. going to help business owners and entrepreneurs and, you know, figure out why they need nonprofits and start charities around the world to protect their assets, build wealth, and leave a legacy behind. Because that's what a nonprofit does. And without getting into it, you and I have talked before about nonprofits and power of them. And it's just, I have gone from there 100% upwards into understanding them at an even higher level now and knowing different tactics and different things that make me very... Um, very knowledgeable and very effective in the space more than most. That's, that's where I'll leave it at. That's awesome. So that's a good uh, kind of highlight for next year or, you know, sneak peek, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we'll leave it at that. Um, like I said, I don't want to go too much into it, but yeah, absolutely. It's, that's a passion of mine was my point of saying all this. Yeah, yeah. It, it pours out of me and it took me, God, seven, seven years to find something that I was absolutely passionate about. Yeah, um, yeah. and it takes a while to figure out who you are and what you do. And so that's, that's my consulting. And basically that talking about earlier investment thesis and building like a, an, an investment roadmap, lead with consulting, use consulting to build wealth and uh, money and equity. And then we're going to use that money to invest in other things. Like I have my own nonprofit I'm starting. We have Raise. I have my investment firm that we do deals with an asset class, which I'm changing some stuff around in there. This year, we'll be doing a what's called an incubator fund, which mm -hmm. is um, like a small, like a friends and family only hedge fund. So it's a small private hedge fund model and the markets were licensing tech from another hedge fund that has a really good track record and we're going to be implementing it in ours and i'm just going to use that to kind of compound some of the money i make in consulting and compound some of my friends money and just go nice. from there um, but that's totally different than the past year when we've done all we've done was focus on businesses left and right all right changing up almost it's like the it's like the turning of the tide yeah. it's the changing of the torch that's awesome that's pretty cool yeah we're coming along pretty good i just hired a person to do our marketing um what's that for what the co-work for the flex work yeah flex so work. um so what we're doing is i already have two new tenants pretty much set for the new year because like i was telling you the other day on kind of offline when we were talking um like December, people kind of like flake out and disappear, right? Yep. And then once January comes around, all my offices fill back up and then more businesses come in. So um, just from experience in the last few years, I was ready for that, you know, so I prepared beforehand. And now we're in a really good spot. And I have two new tenants coming on as of, of the first. <laughs> I, I know one. I know one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it's just, 
we're just moving in a good direction. And so I hired someone to handle the marketing to make sure it's less, they're not creating content because I'm just providing them the content. They're making sure everything is scheduled and running because that's where I falter a lot because I work oh, on a lot consistency of- Consistency with posting and keeping yes. it up. So just consistency, making sure everything is posting on a good schedule as it should be, blah, blah, blah. You that's are, where I'm terrible. You're in the same boat. I, I don't run the flex work, but same. Yeah. I just invested into something to get, to learn, to get, basically I bought the SOPs mm -hmm. to have a VA run yeah, and yeah. build a Facebook group for me because okay. I struggled with the consistency of yeah. doing those things. Yeah, yeah, I'm terrible. So that's my biggest thing is... Um, I can do the work. I can do all these things I can manage. I'm not good at like the daily monotony of most jobs. So like running a Facebook right. page is I'm terrible. Um, so someone's doing that for me. We're already scheduled out through January. So FlexWorks is going to be doing its thing. I paid someone to make better graphics. So mm -hmm. more the posts will have a better appearance to them and so forth and so forth. So moving into January, we're already doing much better. Um, moving forward and this year I want to expand. So minimum. So I don't know if I told you this last time, but I changed kind of the function of the front end of the, of the cowork. So we're not all flex work. I still call it cowork. Um, you too. I mean, yeah. that's how I met you. That's what yeah. I'll always be, it'll always be cowork in our hearts. Always be cowork. Um, so I'm scaling down coworking and we're using yep. the space more for small business events. Um, we like will we'll eventually bring co-working back, but I want more money, right? So so we can expand. I'm gonna make this subtraction for now. And we're kind of focusing on small business events. So it's um, funny how you say that because I was having a conversation yesterday about event companies leveraging nonprofits in a specific way to host events and do, and like basically combine the nonprofit and for-profit side. Cause I have a, I have another friend in the event space who is constantly trying to pick my brain on it. And uh, we've had long conversations and I've now started to see, it's like for some reason, event companies are like the easiest for people to grasp. So mm -hmm. what happens is I've seen non-event companies who want to throw events, start nonprofit arms that are fully event-based just to throw events and everything they need to do under their, you know, for their for-profit company yeah, and yeah. get sponsors because now that, you know, like people think it, it's easier to get a sponsor for a nonprofit yeah. um, just because of the nature of it and all the incentives and the different things, blah, 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 blah. And then you have grants and you can file for grants and mm -hmm. people can donate space and it just, the list of benefits goes on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting that you brought it up because that's, if you're like using flex work and you're kind of niching into events, I'm like, I would love to play around with that and see how that would work especially yeah. under the nonprofit I'm starting. Yeah. It'd be something fun to look at in 2023. Um, I wasn't gonna, uh, so we already have a couple of new clients who are using it for events. So mm -hmm. I nixed the old model of a hundred dollars a month. We're still doing hundred dollars a month, but it only gives you a certain amount of time. Right. right. So it's essentially $30 an hour. If you don't want to become a member or a um, hundred dollars a month, which gives you four free hours. So you get a little bit of a discount and 50% per hour after your four hours. So it's already generating more money than the coworking so they pay was doing. $100 a month. Yep. They can run a four hour event. Yep. 
And as part of the hundred dollars a month, the it's they get fifty percent off every hour after the four. Yes, that's interesting. Yep, it's very basic. It's very easy, and it yeah. kind of it's it's already worked quite a few times. Um, I think I have like three, two or three new clients already. Right? Are you going to so, build out? See, this is I would see. I see an event like if you had if you had the flex or as like an event thing, I can see that scaling, especially if you yeah. get more hot, like more crowded air, like not crowded, but more populated areas. Yeah. I can see that if you really built it out towards events though, because we're, everybody still remembers 2020 yeah. and I don't care what anybody says. Humans have a des- inner desire to want to meet in person. Yeah. So events have gone from everybody and their brother throws an event so it's like the, ah, should we go? Should we not to the whole, nobody cares. They want to go to your event. They do want to go to your event because everyone's sick of being at home. Yeah. And I've, I've realized, so the issue we've had with co-working is in a big city, space is limited, right? So no. if you're at your home, you live in an apartment, whatever your problem is here in New Hampshire, I've kind of figured out that a lot of people have home offices. Yep. So their drive to get out of the house is a lot less than in the city. So what I've been looking at is what niche can I kind of move into? And like it, like we were talking about, small events is a place where if you want to event, rent an event space, you're paying a lot of money for that type of here's uh, here's what I Here's what I heard from an event person that does really well in events. Mm-hmm. I was watching a YouTube video a while back. It was an interview with somebody who does about a half a million a year in events. They don't do it. They don't do a ton of events. They're just very profitable. The ones they do do, and they buy up event spaces in their state mm-hmm. and they let other people rent kind of like what you're doing. One of the plays they do, and I think this would work well for you is if you provide like chairs and tables and that stuff, yep. separate that from the payment, like hundred dollars a month, Four hours of time for the event space, 50%. That's fine. Now, if you want to rent, if you want stuff for your event, chairs, tables, all this stuff, you can rent that from us as well for the event. Now yeah, you're yeah. stacking on it and people will happily pay that. And then you can add in, do you also want it set up for your event? Yeah, now yeah. you have another upsell. They're like, oh, wait, you will set up my stuff for my event too? And it's the stuff you already own, Chris. Yeah. Right well, there in the space. We're already looking at that too. So we have I have them on order now, a bunch of folding chairs, but like awesome. yeah. higher, higher end ones, right? Um, and I'm looking at a speaker system very similar to the one we did for Gail's event. And then so just a few extra things that again we can add them on to the price and make it just better across yeah. the board. And then turn this year turn the front end of the flex work far more profitable so that I can finally open my damn warehouse. Cause I want them really bad yeah. because I, I think they're, real is hot. They're going to do so well here up in New Hampshire. Cause that is the difference. You know, everyone has a home office. People do not have shipping and receiving access at their houses. Right. right. And a place to store stuff. So a warehouse for your small business is very different than a small office. Agreed. At a place, right? So I think that's going to do very well up here because, like I said, real estate is expensive. It is hard to find a warehouse. <laughs> I agree. Uh, that's why um, I believed in the flex work model for yeah. you 
your vision of warehouses. And if I follow several real estate channels and that do deep dives into the market, and that's one of the things we, you and I have talked about too, is when people, when real estate investors leave New England, it's because they're focused on multifamily and single family, and that's why they leave. They do, they're not looking at industrial and industrial flex space industrial like phew, like that is here in new england for that in my opinion because if you look anywhere there are so many people trying to start different businesses and new england is full of tradesmen like there's yeah. tons of tradesmen and tradespeople up here who need to rent a space that's not their home for it because yeah. Yeah. as somebody who has been friends and in the blue collar industry with tradesmen i can tell you every guy who tries to put all that stuff in his garage or around his house gets yelled at by his wife constantly and yeah. they get sick of it so they constantly are looking for a place but tradesmen usually don't have the absolute best finances so going to lease a like a space that requires a ton of credit, you know, like okay. very good credit and finance, it becomes a pain, right? Yep. So they just want something quick and easy that, that on a trust handshake basis, maybe a small contract, however you set it up, but they don't need a 700 credit score and, a, you know, like 15 to $2,000 a month payment to rent, to lease it. Absolutely. And also small warehouses are hard to find. And... Um, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much it. Small, small warehouses are hard to find. Like getting some in contractor base, there's only so many of them, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, but like you said, you're talking a thousand plus a month for whatever. So yeah, so that's all. Of that's kind of been in my head as I've really been pushing to try to get this thing going. And uh, that and the selfie studio, those are my two big ones for 2023. If I can do that, don't buy the one I sent you. <laughs> Oh, I know. If it if it was if it just wasn't in like it's completely apparently you can run it almost completely remote. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I was reading it. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I love that. I need to figure it all out. It's just stuff that. And even but in my the reason the number one reason I sent that to you was because it was like looking at a blueprint for it. That so I think I even messaged you this. I was looking at it. I'm like, well, I'm glad they gave me their revenue projections for the year because that gives me an idea of what I could look yeah, at. The right? pictures were amazing for seeing yep. what it looks like and the setup and all that. I mean, yep. I, honestly, Chris, you, I, I think I haven't checked on that listing. I think it might still be for sale. I would just go to like I would drive to it, just walk yeah. through. You know what I mean? Like spend go there. See yeah. how it's done. Pretend you're a user, you know, or you know, even if you wanted to, pretend to be a buyer. I mean, get into it. Just figure out what you're going to do. Yeah, you're gonna sign a non an NDA. It's not going to be a non compete. Yeah, hmm. yeah, oh, love it. So that's a lot of what's going on this year. And now that I get myself pretty much trained out and ready to go, I'm looking forward to 2023. So oh, yeah. no, it's going to be a good year. Absolutely. So. Let's wrap there because um, I know you have a time constraint. So where do people find you, reach out and get a hold of you in this uh, this new this new year? This new year. So Brandon at 2020. No, I'm joking. I'm going to say Brandon at 2023. <laughs> so no, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can email me at Brandon at PartnerRidge.com. Um, and you can find me on all social media channels at Ask Cody. Um, so at sign A-S-K-C-O-T-Y, Ask Cody. And yeah, that's my social media handle for everything. 
All right. So I'm Chris Pastrana. Uh, you can reach me at Pastrana Enterprises, pretty much Facebook, Instagram, whatever. You can find me on Facebook. And then everything else, FlexWork, Strike Fear Clothing. Uh, what are the big ones? NH Tint, which is about to become NH Tint and Cleaning. We'll see. And uh, <laughs> man, you make a lot of money window cleaning. I've made a lot of money this year. So I'm very happy about that. And a company just came up in Nashua. They're trying to sell it. So we're in talks. So Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So buying my own window cleaning business would be very interesting for my goals for next year. So that would be a light, that'd be a quantum leap forward. You know how mm -hmm. I feel about buying businesses. Yep. Yeah. So pretty excited about everything that's going on. And uh, like I said, now that I got myself pretty much straightened out, ready to move forward and have a good time. So hell yeah, yeah absolutely. So thank you all for listening. And uh, again, we'll see you in 2023. Everyone be good and make money.